Hello there, I'm Brandon Julian, the host of the Update Podcast, and hopefully you're enjoying your weekend. We have been banished from new episodes until Monday, but much like celebrity Jeff hoaxes, we will be popping up intermittently until then. While you can still hear new episodes of the Update every weekday, on weekends we will be looking into our archives from the past three years. In the past three years, we've covered a lot, both good and bad. Now, I don't want anybody to panic, because uh, while I might sound a little bit differently in our archived episodes, just with really better microphone quality and occasional co-hosts, know that we'll be back to new episodes on Monday. So again, enjoy the rest of your weekend. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You don't have any more of your weekend. (laughs) We'll see you on Monday, and in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news is good news, I thank you very much for joining me. Enjoy our archived episodes all weekend. Good luck. Be safe. Please be well, take care of each other, and we'll see you back here for a new episode of The Update on Monday. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on New York's only EDM station. This is 90.3 WKRB, Kingsborough Community College, Brooklyn, New York. Good afternoon. A former prosecutor in the Central Park Five case is stepping aside from at least not two nonprofit boards as the backlash is intensifying following the release of the Netflix series When They See Us. It's a mini series that dramatizes the events surrounding the trial. We'll have the latest details. New York's publicly funded Medicaid program paid more than $63,000 for erectile dysfunction drugs and other treatments for and other sexual treatments for sex offenders despite laws banning such expenses. It was a double loss dip for the Mets and Yankees. Freddie Galvez hit a two-run homer. Randall Gritchick added a solo shot, and the Blue Jays held off the Yankees to end the season-worst six-game slide, while Mets manager Mickey Calloway apologized to his players for removing a furious Noah Syndergaard, a move that backfired when Seth Lugo blew the lead in an extra innings loss to the Giants. Sephora is closed for business for an hour today, closing their U.S. stores, to host inclusion workshops for an hour for its 16,000 employees. This comes just over a month after R&B star SZA said she had security called on her while shopping at a store in California. And dodgeball, is it a harmless game or is it bullying? The game of dodgeball is more than just a popular playground activity. It's a tool of bullying and oppression targeting students. That's according to a trio of Canadian researchers. This is the update Wednesday, June the 5th, 2019. You're listening to 90.3 WKRB, Brooklyn's best rhythmic station. And now, Brandon Julian with an hour of news and information. And your exclusive WKRB forecast. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB and WKRB.org. Everything you need to know because anything can happen in New York City. 
and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the update on a Wednesday, the first hump day in the month of June. Uh, it's not as sunny as it is was was yesterday, but it does have that summer feel to it. It's a bit cloudy, a bit hazy, a little bit humid, and we're going to have that chance for showers and thunderstorms as we go into the latter part of the evening. I'm Brandy Julian. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a lot of news to get to this afternoon. We will begin with a former prosecutor in the Central Park 5 case. Uh, she's resigned from at least two nonprofit boards as the backlash is intensifying following the release of the Netflix series When They See Us. It's a miniseries that dramatizes the events surrounding the trial. The president of Vassar College posted a letter on the school's website yesterday saying that Linda Fairstein had resigned as a board of trustees member. The Victims Services Agency, Safe Horizon, also confirmed Fairstein's resignation. Fairstein, for some people who may remember, was the top Manhattan sex crimes prosecutor when five teenagers were charged with the 1989 rape and beating of a woman who was jogging in Central Park. Their convictions were overturned in 2002 after a prison inmate confessed to the crime and DNA linked him to it. The city later paid the Central Park five forty million million. On to some of the other news of this Wednesday. And in the Democratic race for 2020, Mayor de Blasio has now picked up the first union endorsement of his long-shot presidential bid. The New York Hotel and Motel Trades Council announced today that it's endorsing de Blasio and will send members to campaign for him in early voting states, including New Hampshire, Iowa, and South Carolina. De Blasi, of course, is among two dozen candidates who are seeking the Democratic presidential nomination. Since joining the race last month, however, he struggled to emerge from the pack and may not qualify for the first Democratic debates. But Hotel and Motel Trades Council President Peter Ward says de Blasio offers, quote, much needed hope to working families across the country. The 40,000-member union local is an affiliate of the National Hotel Workers Union, Unite Here. WKRB News Times, now 12.03. There are lawyers for President Trump's 2016 presidential campaign who are now saying that special counsel Robert Mueller's findings should end a lawsuit that's alleging conspiracy between the campaign and Russia. The arguments on behalf of Donald J. Trump for President Incorporated were filed yesterday in Manhattan Federal Court. The lawyers say the release of Mueller's report should not end the lawsuit, however. They now seek sanctions against the Democratic National Committee. The DNC sued Trump's campaign, Russia, WikiLeaks, and Trump's son, and also his son-in-law, in April of last year for unspecified damages alleging a complex conspiracy to cheat Democrats. Lawyers for Trump's campaign say the Democratic National Committee continued with a 
politically motivated sham case, in quotes, after the release of Mueller's report in a, quote, doomed effort to prove a falsehood. The DNC says that Mueller's report confirms and bolsters its central arguments. Meanwhile, this afternoon, Paul Manafort, President Trump's former campaign chairman, is now being close to being transferred from a prison in Pennsylvania to here in the city, Rikers Island to be exact, where he faces state fraud charges. Two people who are familiar with the matter said yesterday that Manafort could be arraigned here in New York as early as next week. He would then begin to stay at the city's notorious Rikers Island jail complex until the case is resolved. The people, of course, spoke on the condition of anonymity because they weren't authorized to publicly discuss the case. Manafort is currently, of course, serving a seven and a half year sentence for bank fraud and other offenses. Manhattan's district attorney filed nearly identical charges, so Manafort could be prosecuted even if he gets a presidential pardon. Uh, federal and local corrections officials declined to comment, and Manafort's lawyers didn't immediately respond to messages seeking comment. WKRB News Time is now 12.06. There are prosecutors in Manhattan Federal Court who now want a former assistant basketball coach for the University of Southern California to serve up to a year in prison for his role in a scandal that steered top high school recruits to favored schools and career professionals. His lawyer says there's no need, though, for imprisonment at t- for Tony Bland at today's sentencing. Bland was the first of four ex-coaches who were charged with crimes to plead guilty to bribery conspiracy. He did so back on January 2nd, admitting accepting a $4,100 bribe, the least of any coaches. Defense attorney Jeffrey Lichtman says in court papers that his client is the least culpable. Prosecutors, however, say that Bland disregarded his students' own well-being by accepting the bribe to steer them to an inexperienced and underqualified athlete advisor. Bland is currently from Los Angeles. To the state capitol in Albany we go now. Uh, where New York's publicly funded Medicaid program paid more than $63,000 for erectile dysfunction drugs and other sexual treatments for sex offenders. Uh, That's despite laws banning such expenses. The figures come from an audit that was released today by state controller Thomas DiNapoli and was first reported by the Associated Press. State and federal laws prohibit payments for sexual treatments for any Medicaid recipients. But yet, auditors found that the state approved the total of more than $930,000 for such treatments between 2012 and 2018. DiNapoli urged immediate changes to ensure that the state isn't misusing taxpayer money. Health officials say erectile dysfunction drugs can be used to treat other conditions, including prostate problems. But auditors discount that 
saying in many cases that the sex offenders who had received the drugs had no relevant diagnosis. WKRB News Time is now 12.08. And finally this afternoon, 61 people were arrested yesterday after protesters who are frustrated by the slow movement of proposals to strengthen tenant protections blocked the access to the Senate and Assembly chambers in the state capitol. The group, which included New York City public advocate Jamani Williams, marched through the Capitol, chanting protests yesterday before blocking the legislative doors. They were charged with disorderly conduct. Two of those who were arrested also were charged with third-degree assault for allegedly hitting the Assembly Sergeant-at-Arms. The state law that governs rent control and rent stabilization rules in the New York City area are set to expire later this month. While lawmakers are expected to renew the law, the protesters said that they want stronger protections and possibly a statewide law. The Democratic-led legislature is said to adjourn on June 19th. WKRB News Time now, 1210. We still have a lot more to cover on the update. This Wednesday afternoon, it's a bit summer looking out there. It's uh, hazy, and it's definitely going to be humid. Uh, it, but it's definitely going to be a warm day out there. And uh, we got some uh, service changes. Some of your trains that are local are running express. Your traffic and water together is coming up next. And then we're going to talk some sports this afternoon, uh, including how it was a double dip loss. The Yankees lost in the, the Blue Jays ended their six-game losing streak, while Mets manager Mickey Calloway apologized to his players for removing a furious Noah Syndergaard. It was a move that proved costly as they lost an extra innings to the Giants. We lead off with all that in just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday afternoon, the first hump day in the month of June. Here on 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. Attention men under the age of 35. You know what really impresses the ladies? When a guy has a few drinks and later gets pulled over for buzz driving. That could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. There goes let's grab dinner and a movie. Oh, I know. You drive more carefully when you're buzzed. You've proven that hundreds of times. A woman admires that kind of confidence. And you've practiced how to speak if a cop does pull you over. Slowly, clearly, and politely like, good evening, officer. A woman admires that kind of foresight. And what woman doesn't find it adorable that you call it buzzed even though the law calls it drunk? You could kiss $10,000 goodbye, along with any chance of having a girlfriend. Because nothing says, I'm a catch, more than a guy who lives in his parents' basement and calls it my place. Buzzed, busted, and broke. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Of all the radio stations in New York, we just happen to be one of them. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. 
Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for Traffic and Weather Together. WKRB News Time now, 12-12. Let's get you started with a check of the local subways this afternoon. Your 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 trains and the Staten Island Railway, they all have midday planned work on them. Uh, for more in-depth information, you can check your customer information center at your local subway station under weekday work. You can check mta.info or you can download the My MTA app. Uh, other than that, all the other subways uh, that do not have planned work on them, they are running on or close to schedule. Uh, let's get you a brief check of the roadways if you happen to be driving around. It's some of them, it's the usual building traffic in the normal suspects. You, If you've been driving around, you kind of know exactly where they are at this point. Near the George Washington Bridge as you head over to the tolls, the Gowanus Expressway going eastbound as you head uh, to, to the uh, Brooklyn Bridge and the Manhattan Bridge going eastbound. But there are a couple of uh, accidents, minor ones around. Uh, we're going to start in Queens this time. We're going to go... To the uh, we wait. I wait for to the Grand Central Parkway going westbound. There we go. We have road construction. It's closing the right lane between exit six and seven at LaGuardia Airport. And as you head towards City Field, you got lots of stop and go traffic. Delays currently stand at about ten minutes. The Whitestone Expressway northbound. There's an accident taking out the right lane over at exit sixteen near the Cross Island Parkway. You're backed up to exit. 15, all the way over at uh, 20th Avenue. Uh, alternate site parking is suspended today for religious observances, Eid al-Fitr. Uh, but you do have to pay the meters. It's still in effect, and garbage and recycling is still on schedule. Let's take a first look right now at our exclusive uh, WKRB forecast. You've been outside uh, this afternoon so far in the early morning. You know that it's run... Um, a rather mild day to start off so far, but it does feel rather humid uh, and a bit hazy, too, actually, if you think about it. Uh, we're going to have a chance for uh, thunderstorms uh, this evening, of course, with all, with all the humidity still in the air. Uh, for this afternoon, we'll have isolated showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Otherwise, mostly cloudy, highs around 82 and then tonight we'll have showers and possibly a thunderstorm, mainly before midnight, then another chance of showers and storms afterwards. Some of these storms could produce gusty winds, lows around 67. Any rain that falls will be between a quarter and a half inch. Uh, currently outside right now, it's 69 degrees and mostly cloudy. Humidity at 70%, the winds out of the south at 6 miles per hour. 69 degrees, we're going up to around 82 degrees this afternoon. WKRB News Time is now 12.15. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. All in all, it was a lost night for the local baseball teams. Uh, we'll begin north of the border with the Yankees. Uh, Freddie Galvez did a two-run homer. Randall Gritchick added a solo shot. And the Blue Jays held off the Yankees 4-3. to to end a season-worst six-game slide. Uh, Toronto closer Ken Giles struck out Glaber Torres with two on in the ninth to get his 11th save of the year. 
And Eric Sogard has three hits as the Blue Jays won for the first time since beating the Padres back on May 26th. Toronto went winless on a six-game trip to Tampa Bay and Colorado. Sticking with, uh, staying in Toronto, I should say for a moment, uh, Yankee outfielder Clint Frazier expressed a defiance, mix of defiance and remorse in his first public comment since three defensive mistakes and a loss to Boston last week. Uh, Frazier did not speak to the media after Sunday's 8-5 to loss. The 24-year-old in his third big league season says, quote, I know I don't fit the mold of what some of the past and current Yankees are like, and that may be why it's a little bit harder for me to navigate every day. We'll see what happens with uh, with Clint Frazier. Meanwhile, on the injury front for the Yankees, uh, Giancarlo Stanton got through not got nine plate appearances in a simulated game and went through running drills at the team's minor league complex down in Tampa. Uh, Stanton originally strained his left biceps and then his left shoulder. He played in one game for Class A Tampa back on May 20th and then was told to rest because of left calf tightness. And finally this afternoon, going over to Queens, uh, Bruce Bochy joined John McGraw as the only Giants managers to win 1,000 regular season games uh, when the Giants beat the Mets 9-3 to behind Stephen Vogt's tie-breaking two-run double in a six-run tenth. Uh, mean, on the other side of the diamond, Mickey, Mets manager Mickey Calloway apologized to his players for removing a furious Noah Syndergaard, a move that later backfired when Seth Lugo blew the lead in the eighth. Of course, the uh, continuing talk continues to go on about whether Mets manager Mickey Calloway will have a job by the end of this season. These losses certainly don't help. In terms of today's action, the Yankees are in Toronto still to face the Blue Jays tonight at 7.07. James Paxton will get the ball for the Yankees. Uh, Trent Thornton goes for the Blue Jays. And the Mets are at home to face the Giants tonight at 7.10. Jason Vargas gets the ball for the Mets. Tyler Beatty goes for San Francisco. WKRB News Time now, 12.19. When we come back on the update uh, this afternoon, it'll be time to talk about our weird but true stories. We'll tell you how a police department is reminding people it's there to serve, but not to handle customer surfing complaints about a restaurant. And then we'll tell you about how a plane crashed into the roof of a Connecticut home. And then, of course, we'll also talk about what happened on this day in history. It's coming up in uh, just uh, one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday afternoon. It's the first hump day in the month of June here on 90.3 WKRB. News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? 
It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Paging common sense. Paging common sense. Is there any common sense left in the room? This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Julian. Here on 90.3 WKRB. We're also streaming online on WKRB.org. Uh, it's a rather cloudy and somewhat summer-like Wednesday afternoon around here. But of course, with those summer-like days comes those chances for those showers and those thunderstorms as we go into the latter part of the afternoon. We'll give you details, of course, in our exclusive WKRB forecast coming up uh, in our next half hour. Uh, our WKRB news time right now is 1222. Uh, it's time to talk about the weird but true stories we have this Wednesday. And we begin down in Slidell, Louisiana. Uh, One police department there in Louisiana, they're reminding people that they are there to serve, just not to handle the customer service complaints about Taco Bell. The Slidell Police Department posted on Facebook on Monday that someone had called to complain that a local Taco Bell had run out of both hard and soft taco shells. Then how is the place even open? (laughs) The department says while it was a travesty, it can't do anything about it. The department halt that taco shell stock has been replenished. The officers say, we can't make this stuff up. Actually, actually you can. You can, uh, you can, <laughs> you can definitely make this stuff up. But if you have a, you know, a place with a taco bell with no hard and no soft taco shells, it's like, like, how is that place even open? Taco Bell with no shells. Give me a break. <laughs> anyway, finally this afternoon, uh, we'll go up to Danbury in Connecticut. Uh, there was a battery-powered glider that crashed into the roof of a Connecticut home, injuring the pilot and scaring a mother and her two children who were watching TV. Neighbors described hearing a small explosion when the aircraft hit the home in Danbury last night and became partially embedded in the attic. Mayor Mark Boughton tells the News Times that neighbors found the pilot walking around looking for his glasses. The aircraft had taken off from Danbury's airport earlier in the day. The mayor says the pilot thought he had 20 minutes of power left and was headed for the airport. But an airport official says... That he ran out of power. 
Fire Chief TJ Weedle says the glider mainly uses the power to take off and if needed, uh, and if needed in flight. Officials say that the pilot sustained only minor injuries, but I hope they get that roof patched because there's nothing worse than having a, than an open roof. You know what I mean? You go through that and it just rains. Ugh, I wouldn't like that at all. Uh, <laughs> WKRB News Time now, 1225. Let's talk about what happened on this day in history for this June the 5th. The highlight of his day came in 2004 when Ronald Wilson Reagan, the 40th president of the United States, died in Los Angeles at the age of 93 after a long struggle with Alzheimer's disease. In 1794, Congress passed the Neutrality Act, which prohibited Americans from taking part in any military action against a country that was at peace with the United States. In 1917, about 10 million American men between the ages of 21 and 31 began registering for the draft in World War I. In 1933, the United States went off the gold standard. In 1947, Secretary of State George C. Marshall gave a speech at Harvard University in which he outlined an aid program for Europe that came to be known as the Marshall Plan. In 1950, the U.S. Supreme Court in Henderson v. United States struck down racially segregated railroad dining cars. In 1963, Britain's Secretary of State for War, John Profumo, resigned after acknowledging an affair with call girl Christine Keeler, who was also involved with a Soviet spy and lying to Parliament about it. In 1967, war erupted in the Middle East as Israel, anticipating a possible attack by its Arab neighbors, launched a series of preemptive airfield strikes that destroyed nearly the entire Egyptian air force. Syria, Jordan, and Iraq immediately all entered the conflict. In 1968, Senator Robert F. Kennedy was shot and mortally wounded after claiming victory in California's Democratic presidential primary at the Ambassador Hotel in Los Angeles, assassin Sirhan Bashura Sirhan was arrested at the scene. In 1976, 14 people were killed when the Teton Dam in Idaho burst. In 1981, the Centers for Disease Control reported that five homosexuals in Los Angeles had come down with a rare kind of pneumonia. They were the first recognized cases of what later became known as AIDS. In 2002, Magic Johnson was introduced as a member of the 2002 class elected to the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. And in 2013, U.S. Army Staff Sergeant Robert Bales, accused of killing 16 Afghan civilians, many of them sleeping women and children, pleaded guilty to murder at Joint Base Lewis McCord in Washington to avoid the death penalty. He was later sentenced to life in prison. WKRB News Time now, 1228. We still have a lot more to cover on the update in our next half hour. When we come back, we'll give you a recap of our top story The former prosecutor in the Central Park 5 case has resigned from 
at least two nonprofits boards as the backlash is continuing following the release of the Netflix series When They See Us, a miniseries that dramatizes the events surrounding the trial. We'll give you the latest details. We'll also give you another check of your traffic and weather together. We'll go to Wall Street. We'll talk some business news that's happening there. Later on, we'll talk national news, including how Sephora is closing its U.S. stores for an hour today to host inclusion workshops for its 16,000 employees. Of course, this comes just over a month after R&B star SZA said she had security called on her while shopping at a store in California. And in our honorable mention today, is dodgeball a harmless game or is it just bullying? The game of dodgeball is more than just a popular playground activity, but according to Canadian researchers, it's a tool of bullying and oppression that's targeting students. It's all coming up in our next half hour in just uh, two minutes from now. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday afternoon, the first hump day in the month of June, here on 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. From Manhattan Beach to Bay Ridge, Flatbush to Canarsie, Midwood to the Rockaways. We are 90.3 FM, WKRB, Kingsborough Community College, Brooklyn, New York. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Carvel Gray, and tune in with me on the Soul Jazz Phenom every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. Travel through the music world. Some call it old school. Others call it classics. You'll hear artists like The Temptation. Donny Hathaway. Herbie Hancock. And each program will profile an artist like Nina Simone. Much more than this, I did it my way. And Marvin Gaye. So you'll be crazy not to tune in every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. right here on 90.3 WKRB and uh, WKRB.org. WKRB. 
Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no. What are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You're listening to Brooklyn's Best Rhythmic Station, 90.3 WKRB with Brandon Julian. Now, the update continues on 90.3 WKRB. It's everything that you need to know because anything can happen in New York. And good afternoon again, everyone. Welcome back to the update on a Wednesday afternoon. It feels rather summery outside. You know, it's warm. It's a little bit hazy. It definitely feels a bit humid. (laughs) And of course, you know, with that usual pattern comes the thunderstorms, or at least the chance of them that'll happen later this afternoon going into this evening. I'm Brandon Julian. Thank you so much for staying with us. Let's get you a recap of our top story this afternoon. Uh, A former prosecutor in the Central Park 5 case has now been forced to step aside from at least two nonprofit boards as the backlash is intensifying following the release of the Netflix series, When They See Us. It's a miniseries that dramatizes the events surrounding the trial. The president of Vassar College posted a letter on the school's website yesterday saying that Linda Fairstein had resigned as a Board of Trustees member. The Victim Services Agency, Safe Horizon, also confirmed Fairstein's resignation. Fairstein, if you remember, was the top Manhattan sex crimes prosecutor when five teenagers were charged with the 1989 rape and beating of a woman jogging in Central Park. Their convictions were overturned in 2002 after a prison inmate confessed to the crime and DNA linked him to it. The city later paid the Central Park Five forty million dollars. As our top story on the update this Wednesday, uh, let's get you around the city in the early afternoon, whether you're traveling by train or by car. WD Carey News Time is now 12.35. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Let's get you started again with a check out the local subways. Uh, your 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7 trains, and also the Staten Island Railway, they have midday planned work on them. For more in-depth information, you can check your customer information center at your local subway station under weekday work. You can check mta.info or you can download the MyMTA app. Other than that, all the other subways that do not have planned work on them are running on or close to schedule. Let's go over to the roadways. We'll start in Manhattan this time, the Williamsburg Bridge. 
Uh, you have an accident over on the Manhattan side at Delancey Street. You have delays backing you up toward the Brooklyn side. You need to get around to try using the uh, the Brooklyn Bridge instead. Uh, on 45th, on 11th Avenue, they have new traffic lanes. Uh, 11th Avenue, only one lane. And I believe that's going southbound, only between 44th Street and 52nd Street. Uh, police said that they'll give drivers a little bit of a pass for this week, but they will be issuing tickets after that. Let's uh, go over to uh, Brooklyn now. The BQE going westbound accident taking out the uh, right lane over at Flushing Avenue exit 30. You're back to the Williamsburg Bridge over at exit 32A. And in northern Queens still, the Grand Central Parkway westbound road construction still taking out the right lane. Alfred LaGuardia Airport, exit 6 and 7. You have stopped your traffic, delays up to at least 10 minutes, backing up toward uh, over toward City Field. Uh, alternate side parking is suspended today for religious observance at Eid al-Fatir. But you do have to pay those meters. They're still in effect, and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Uh, let's take another look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. It's really the traditional uh, summer-like day. Uh, it's going to be hazy. It's going to be a little bit hot, but it's definitely going to feel humid. And I mean, that's just without a doubt, it's get, definitely going to be humid. And of course, with the usual summer pattern comes the showers and thunderstorm chances that will happen later on in the day. Uh, for the rest of this afternoon, we'll have isolated showers and thunderstorms after 3 o'clock uh, this afternoon. Otherwise, mostly cloudy, highs around 82. Tonight, we'll have showers and possibly a thunderstorm mainly before midnight. Then we'll have another chance after midnight. Some of the storms could produce gusty winds. Otherwise, lows around 67. Any rain that falls be between a quarter and a half inch. Tomorrow for your Thursday, we'll have scattered showers mainly in the early morning. Otherwise, partly sunny, highs around 83. And that Thursday night, we'll have partly cloudy skies, lows around 65. And then on Friday, we'll have mostly sunny skies, highs around 80. Currently outside right now, it is 74 degrees and mostly cloudy. Humidity is at 57%. The winds are out of the south at 6 miles per hour. Uh, 74 degrees. We are going up to around 82 degrees uh, this afternoon. WKRB News Time now, 1239. Uh, let's talk some business news on this Wednesday. Stocks are extending their gains to a second day in trading on Wall Street, led by technology and healthcare companies. Uh, the index is 2.1% gain yesterday, uh, was its best performance since January. Uh, bonds rose and the yield on the 10-year treasury dropped to 2.1%. So you know it was a good day for the markets. In Washington, a private survey shows that U.S. companies added the fewest jobs in nine years last month as manufacturers, construction firms, and mining companies cut workers. Uh, pay, payroll, process, payroll processor, ADP, Says businesses added just 27,000 jobs in May, the fewest since March of 2010. Taking a look at the numbers right now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is currently up 120 points to 25,453. 
The S&P 500 is up 12 points, and the NASDAQ is up 18 points. And down in Louisville, Kentucky, the company that makes Jack Daniels took a hit from the Trump's administration's tariff fight, estimating that the standoff dragged sales growth down by a percentage point for the entire year. The Louisville, Kentucky distiller posted fourth quarter sales of $744 million, which was well short of the $762 million that Wall Street had expected. WKB News Time, now 1241. When we come back on the update this afternoon, it'll be time to talk national news, including how Sephora stores across the U.S. are closing for an hour to host inclusion workshops for its 16,000 employees after a high-profile incident. But we will lead off next with even Republican senators are declaring their opposition to the president's dreaded tariffs on goods from Mexico. We lead off with that in just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday afternoon. It's the first hump day in the month of June. Here at 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org. Well, I finally did it. I improved my credit score. You're kidding, right? Uh, no. How are we supposed to be the bad boys of electrosynth pop if you're out there being responsible? The band is about to be discovered. This is our year. Uh, yeah, you've been saying that for a while now. You think anyone in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was worried about their credit score? I never really thought that Of were... course they weren't. Rock stars aren't supposed to think about that kind of stuff. We're supposed to think about how many guitars we've smashed, write aggressively sensitive power ballads, start questionable fashion trends, tragically break up and blame creative differences. All right, all right, just... I thought maybe it was time to take control of my finances, you know? Start using a budget. Get out of debt. Set some goals. A budget? Debt? Set some goals? Listen, I knew that we'd have our creative differences, but I was hoping they'd involve a little more scandal. When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Listen to us on Mixcloud to learn more about the stories that matter to you. And did you miss out on any episode of The Update? Listen to us anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the WKRB Update. Welcome back to The Update. Brandon Julian here at 90.3 WKRB. We are also streaming online on WKRB.org. Our WKRB News time is now 1243. It is time to talk some national news on this Wednesday. And we begin this afternoon in Washington, where Republican senators are declaring their deep opposition to President Trump's threatened tariffs on all goods coming into the U.S. from Mexico. But it's unclear they have the votes to stop him. And troops said, Trump said that they'd be foolish to try. All sides, including officials from Mexico, are meeting with Trump negotiators in Washington this week. And they're remaining hopeful that high-level talks will ease the president away from his threat. But with the tariff set to start next Monday, fellow Republicans in Congress warned the White House that they are ready to stand up to the president. 
The public split and the looming standoff over 5% tariffs on all goods imported from Mexico revealed a fundamental divergence in values between the president and his party. Meanwhile, in other news, down in Fort Lauderdale in Florida, a former school resource officer will have to stay in jail for now on charges of child neglect and negligence for failing to intervene as a gunman was killing students in a Florida high school. Broward Judge Jackie Powell ruled uh, today that Scott Peterson must first surrender the passport which now at his home in North Carolina, before being released on a bond set at $102,000. Peterson stood silently with his hands cuffed during the hearing, which followed his arrest yesterday on 11 charges. Peterson was the deputy assigned to Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, but never went inside as 17 people were shot to death. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement determined he, quote, did absolutely nothing to mitigate the shooting. Peterson's lawyer, however, said that he's being made a scapegoat. WKRB News Time is now 1245. There's a new survey that says that half of U.S. adults consider fake news to be a major problem, and they mostly blame politicians and activists for it. A survey from the Pew Research Center released today says the majority of Americans believe journalists have the responsibility for fixing the misinformation problem. The survey also finds that differences in political affiliation are a major factor in how people think about fake news. Republicans are more likely than Democrats to see made-up information, to think it's a big problem, and also to blame journalists for it. The question of how to deal with made-up or misleading stories has embroiled not only politicians, but civil rights organizations and tech companies in the aftermath of misinformation campaigns by Russians and others aimed at undermining democratic institutions in the U.S. and in Europe. We'll be back with more national news coming up in just one minute. WKRB News Time is now 1247. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a, warm place on a, day. Be a football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. If you're a single man under the age of 35, you'd probably like to know what the ladies are looking for on an online dating site. A guy who had a few drinks and later got pulled over for buzz driving. See, that could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. And doesn't a guy who's back living with his parents but calls them my roommates just scream Mr. Right? Buzzed, busted, and broke. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. WKRB News Time is now 1248. In Washington, we found that U.S. companies added the fewest jobs in nine years, a private survey found. 
is manufacturers, construction firms, and mining companies all cut workers. Uh, Payroll processor ADP said today the businesses added just 27,000 jobs in May, the fewest since March of 2010. Jobs in construction fell 36,000 and manufacturing by 3,000. Growth is expected to slow this year as the global economy weakens. The impact of the Trump administration's tax cuts fade and its tariffs start taking effect. Uh, The economy could expand at just a 1.5% annual pace in the April to June quarter, according to analysts. The ADP's figures, however, don't include government hiring and frequently diverge from the government's official report, which is scheduled to be released on Friday. Economists expect that the report will show job gains of at least of 185,000, while the unemployment rate remains at 3.6%. Meanwhile, in other news, you may know that your Sephora store all across the U.S. will be closing for an hour today. It's to host inclusion workshops for for its 16,000 employees. Just over a month after R&B star SZA said she had security calls on her while shopping at a store in California. The beauty retailer said the training had been in development months before SZA's experience, which undermined the company's efforts to cast, its, to cast itself as a champion of diversity. Sephora, which apologized to SZA last month, said the incident, quote, does reinforce reinforce why belonging is now more important than ever. Store closures come as some businesses are rethinking their approach to anti-bias training in the wake of academic studies that suggest that such problems have done little to improve workplace diversity and in some cases can backfire. Deputy Caribbean News Time is now 12.50. And finally this afternoon, Carrie Underwood is the queen, of course, of the CMT Music Awards with the most wins in the show's history, 18 of them. And she could take home some more trophies tonight. Underwood's Cry Pretty is nominated for the top prize, the video of the year, while her clip for Love Wins is up for Female Video of the Year. Underwood will also perform at the fan-voted show, which honors the year's best country music videos. It airs live on CMT at 8 p.m. Eastern from the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, Tennessee. The show will feature a number of collaborative performances, including Brandi Carlisle and Tanya Tucker, Brett Young and Boys to Men, Thomas Rhett, Little Big Town and Trombone Shorty, and Cheryl Crow and Marin Morris. Little Big Town will be the host for the evening. We'll be back with the celebrity birthdays for today when the update with Brandy Julian for a Wednesday afternoon returns in just 60 seconds. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go! Oh, come on. (laughs) This is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. 
Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. From New York, where kids eat for free, this is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. This is the update, and it is time to talk about our celebrity birthdays. Actor and singer Bill Hayes is 94 years old. Broadcast journalist Bill Moyers is 85. Former Canadian Prime Minister Joe Clark is 80, and so is author Dame Margaret Drabble. Country singer Don Reed from the Statler Brothers is 74. Rock musician Freddie Stone, a.k.a. Freddie Stewart, from Sly and the Family Stone is 72, and so is rock singer Laurie Anderson. Country singer Gail Davies is 71. Author Ken Follett is 70. Financial guru Susie Orman is 68. Rock musician Nico Brickbrain from Iron Maiden is 67. Jazz musician Peter Erskine is 65. Jazz musician Kenny G is 63. And so is rock singer Richard Butler from Psychedelic Furs. Actress Brett Hall, Beth Hall, is 61. Actor Jeff Garland is 57. Actress Karen Celius is 56. Actor Ron Livingston is 52. Singer Brian McKnight is 50. Rock musician Claus Noreen from Agua is 49. Actor Mark Wahlberg is 48. Actor Chad Allen is 45, and so is rock musician Peanut from 311. Actress Navi Rawat is 42, and so is actress Lisa Wheel. Rock musician Pete Wenz from Fallout Boy is 40. Rock musician Steb LeFerby from Simple Plan is 38. Actress Chesley Crisp is 36. Actress Amanda Chu is 33. Electronic musician Harrison Mills from Odessa is 30. Musician, songwriter, and producer DJ Mustard is 29. And so is actress Sophie Lowe. And actor Hank Greenspan is 9. Those are the celebrity birthdays for this June the 5th. Is dodgeball a harmless game or is it bullying? The game of dodgeball is more than just a popular playground activity, but according to a trio of Canadian researchers, it's a tool of bullying and oppression targeting students. Your honorable mention is coming up when the update with Brandon Julian returns in just 60 seconds. Driving means... Freedom. Exploration. Fun. Pride. Flexibility. Protection. Friendship. Independence. Distracted driving means... Danger. Recklessness. Irresponsible. Chaos. Police. Devastation. Injury. Death. Safe driving means staying alert and staying alive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council.
Listen, my life changed because someone was there to get me to use drugs. No one can understand. People think that having someone who will listen makes it better. I need help. I'm listening. I need help. I think that having someone who will listen makes it better. People understand. No one can get me to use drugs. My life changed because someone was there to listen. Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to turn addiction around. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Did you miss a live edition of The Update? Be sure to check out The Update podcast. Get local national news, sports, an honorable mention, and more in 15 minutes or less. Search for The Update with Brandon Julian on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, check out the extra update after each show on Facebook Live and IGTV for a headline check and another look at the exclusive WKRB forecast. Welcome back to the update, Brandon Julian here. 90.3 WKRB, also streaming online, WKRB.org. Our WKRB news time now 1257, just enough time for your honorable mention. The game of dodgeball, you've all played it. We all played it at some point in our lives. Uh, it's more than just a popular playground activity. Uh, it's a tool of bullying and oppression. It's targeting students, according to a trio of Canadian researchers. Uh, the researchers are arguing that there is a hidden curriculum of dodgeball that reinforces the oppression of those perceived as weaker individuals through the exercise of violence and dominance. Uh, they claim dodgeball, which pits two teams to eliminate each other by hitting the opposition with rubber balls, doesn't exactly help students. Uh, one of them told the CTV News in Vancouver that if you practice ganging up on people, over time you'll esteem ganging up on people. If that's what you want, then dodgeball is an excellent tool to that end. Uh, they say dodgeball is the only game where the human is the target. No other games focus on it. And he also added, it's tantamount to legalized bullying. Now, the researchers acknowledge that their report will be criticized by many who argue that the game is fun, but they are adamant that things could be done differently. They say that they are not anti-competition or anti-challenge. These things need to be done in an educational complex. Uh, their study was presented at an education conference organized by the Canadian Society for the Study of Education in Vancouver. Personally, I love dodgeball. I consider myself the best dodging champion of all time, except when they gang up on me. WKRB News Time, now 12.59. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Final check of your rail conditions if you're heading out to the subways right now. Uh, your 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7 trains. And the Staten Island Railway, they have midday planned work on them. Uh, but also you can expect delays on your Coney Island-bound F trains after their track geog geometry train completed an uh, earlier inspection of the tracks. Also, your Broad Street-bound J trains are delayed because of police activity at Chambers Street. Other than that, all your other subways are running on a close to schedule. Alternate side parking is suspended today for Id al-Fatur religious observances, but you do have to pay the meters. They're still in effect, and garbage and recycling is on schedule. 
Final look at our forecast. We'll have a chance of showers and thunderstorms this afternoon. Otherwise, mostly cloudy. Highs around 82. Denial of showers, possibly a thunderstorm before and after midnight. Some of these storms could produce gusty winds. Any rain that falls be between a quarter and a half inch. Lows around 67. Tomorrow for your Thursday, we'll have scattered showers, mainly before noon. Otherwise, partly sunny. Highs around 83. And then for your Friday, we'll have mostly sunny skies. Highs around 80. Currently outside right now, it is 74 degrees, mostly cloudy. Humidity at 57%. The winds out of the south at 6 miles per hour. 74 degrees. Uh, We're going up to around 82 this afternoon. Our thought for today is from R. Buckminster Fuller, an American inventor and philosopher, born in 1895 and died in 1983. Our thought for today is dare to be naive. I'm going to let you guys ponder on that as we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that's the way it is. Wednesday, June the 5th, 2019. That is the update on this Wednesday. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you joining us. Hoping your news is good news. We're back tomorrow at noon for all of us here at WKRB. Thanks for joining us. Carry around the umbrella for that chance of showers and thunderstorms this afternoon going into this evening. But otherwise, we'll have those nice sunny skies with temperatures in the 80s this week. Thanks for joining us. And of course, as always, thanks for having us in for news.